0: Because it's extreme! Stop into do it! So, how about this steaming pile?
1: You smear a little Vaseline on the
0: lens for this one. They're That's... killing her! Count Chocula. You know, giant robots are like bacon. Stop into do it! Magnificent in its cringiness. Yucky! Glorious in its
1: ridiculousness.
0: Stop into do it! Tropius,
2: tropastic, prototropius. Oh,
1: damn, I did it!
2: Broadcasting live from inside the power band. This is the blah. In this episode, everybody dies. I'm your <laughs> sorry. I was gonna, I was about to start coming up with like really stupid Greek god names for all of us, like everybody oh, in this stupid please movie. Do. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm your host, Mulvacles. <laughs> the impervious, <laughs> the impervious, along with Jarhigion. The Great <laughs> Jar Hegron the Great and Chatticles <laughs> the wise. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Might might be my all-time worst crash and burn in the first ten seconds of the show. Hey, folks, that's right. Crash Sorry, and burn. this week we're talking about Crash and Burn, man. Up, oh, up. Oh. That's right, folks. This week we're talking about the ultra popular blockbuster. <laughs> 1980 who cares ultra popular blockbuster robot jocks with an x with an x
1: because it's extreme so 1990
2: i know it's almost like they looked deeper into the 90s and they were like hmm i think everything's going to be
0: extreme in the 90s let's let's spell it with an x they weren't wrong they weren't they were wrong about everything in this movie except how extreme the 90s were going to be I
2: know, because we got extreme nacho Doritos. We had extreme Mountain Dew. We had extreme jelly, extreme ketchup, purple ketchup that was extreme. <laughs> I mean, like everything oh in the 90s God. was freaking extreme, dude. The Slim Jims, oh, my God. They were extreme, <laughs> right? Any kind of like – Stop into it. Yeah, exactly. Stop to a Slim Jim. Any kind of snack item for people in their <laughs>
0: mid-twenties was extreme. And speaking of snack items. <laughs> speaking of snacking.
1: Yes, Chattercles. Is
0: that our
2: Dennehy lead-in? That is the Dennehy segue. Okay, here it goes. Folks, last week we spoke at length about uh, an excellent film, First Blood, starring Sylvester Stallone and Brian Dennehy and Richard Crenna. Uh, We also had a segment in the show where I brought up Brian Dennehy's fitness in a very humorous way, and Chad and Ben, like a pack of hyenas, just tore it apart, and uh, you know, we kind of went on about it. After the fact, we realized that Brian Dennehy had passed away just two months ago, and we just wanted to spend a second saying that we were not trying to be hurtful or mean in any way. We were just doing what we usually do. And these two were riffing off of what I said, and we kind of went on about it. It became kind of a joke in the show, but it wasn't intended to be anything horrible. We absolutely love Brian Dennehy, and we wanted to take a second and just recognize what a fantastic talent and actor he was, and that we were sorry that he did pass. I certainly was. He was one of my favorite actors as a kid growing up.
0: So sorry for the loss of Brian Dennehy. He was a great actor and a great guy sure and just you know my two cents is uh we weren't we're not trying to be precious here about anything but like we didn't realize just how recently he had passed away and so i just wanted to make it crystal clear that we were just fucking around and we love him
1: yeah i i absolutely love brian dennehy he's a he's top notch man and uh you know i mean these jokes weren't really about brian dennehy they we were just making fun of kev and his like observation and you know the point of this podcast is it's not really a movie review podcast it's a conversation about film and like we're we're trying to make each other laugh while this stuff is going on so it, it's only in that spirit that we were making those jokes and we really don't mean to fat shame or or anything along those lines i'm kind of fat myself so you know I think uh, I hope everybody appreciates the spirit that we were we were in there, and you know that these things were not meant to be uh, hurtful to anybody, especially Brian Denny because we love him.
0: Love him, and similar to other um, comments we've made in the past with various you know topics that are a little bit outside our wheelhouse, like I think you know the Watchman comes to mind. Was like if there's anything that you feel like is outside of bounds, just hit us up, let us know. We'd love some feedback, even if it's um, yeah feedback about crossing lines, just because it's the only way we figure out you know where these boundaries are is by exploring them a little bit and that's kind of what comedy is all about yes indeed well said gents so how about this steaming pile of monkey shit
2: oh my god so this was a listener request from ven 23 on instagram this movie is so bad now (laughs) we've done numerous sort of marginally good films we've done some films that are literally so bad they're awesome and we've done a few that are just terrible this movie is so bad you can't even find it to watch it which (laughs) says a lot i was surprised chad was kind enough to give me a copy of this film and i was surprised that this was in quote hd blu-ray quality when i watched it and i don't know if that helped this movie at all (laughs) i was surprised when i was doing my research that there was a 2015 Blu-ray release of this movie, which sort of baffled my mind. I think it probably looks best on VHS, to be honest with you. No question, probably.
1: Yeah, Just smear a little Vaseline on the lens for this one. <laughs> yeah,
2: no doubt, man. I mean, uh, it's got some. Uh, there's some like you know fairly well known a couple of well known actors in this movie and uh, a couple of. You know, a lot of character actors that did a lot of work through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And there are, to be fair, some some kind of cool concepts in the movie. But all in all, it, it pretty much sucks. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. No, it doesn't pretty
0: much suck. Th- this one for me, like when when ven uh recommended it i was like what and looked it up and then realized it was a movie that i had watched a bunch of times as a kid so like i was like oh yeah i loved that movie when i was a kid and clearly this is proof of how dumb people are as as kids because wow but um you know when that first got going i was like holy shit this is bad and then like i cracked up quite a few times with the ridiculousness in this one so there were definitely some moments for sure but, Benny, offline, you were saying that you were like, how are we going to do a show about this? Can we just do an MST3K-style show? And I thought that was a hilarious approach to it because it kind of begs for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's been done, but but uh, I think MST3K should do this movie. It would be mm-hmm. terrific. Yes. Yeah, man.
0: It is
2: a top candidate.
1: Yeah, th- this was a laced steak wrapped in uh, poorly doctored motorcycle gear. <laughs> Um,
2: and and burnt leathery bacon,
1: and burnt leathery bacon. It was like it was like eating it was like eating a lobster without like shelling it first.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: wow. The the only thing I can say for it is it was kind of mercifully short.
2: It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> and 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 because it was so terrible, there was a lot of humor to find in it. I certainly did. You know,
1: I don't know, man. I feel like if I if I if this had some kind of you know creature double feature sort of nostalgia thing going on for me then i I think i would have found Mm. it funnier but i just have no connection to this movie at all
2: and nor Um, nor were you able to make one either
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe if i watched it like just you know many many more times and perhaps consumed copious quantities of edible uh marijuana products i might find it really funny but
0: and somebody was holding you at gunpoint well they would have to yeah i don't even know where to start like i kind of feel like a a non play-by-play play-by-play would make some sense just in the sense that like just the way this thing unfolds is so (laughs) fucking ridiculous i i have i have
1: three notes um count chocula
3: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> i'm hanging on the edge waiting waiting for the next yeah one,
0: yeah dude. me too man this is definitely the way we're starting this show uh, uh oh
1: my god uh chainsaw penis oh chainsaw penis oh, yeah, is one of my yeah, notes yeah. too yep really chainsaw crazy. penis and uh um <laughs> female christopher walken
3: <laughs> <laughs> she is
0: such a christopher walken hairdo oh my god that's amazing and- <laughs> And and stupid
1: stupid rat rat tail ponytails, yeah.
2: Now are you talking about? Um,
1: I'm talking about Anne Marie uh, Johnson, Professor Professor Laplace.
2: She's the the walking the female
1: walking F- female walking. Yeah. Got, okay. Okay. I'm just making sure.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about the main girl's hairdo, which looks just like a old school walking hairdo.
1: No, I mean the the, the and and reaction shots.
0: <laughs> oh my God, those were so
2: good. I mean, like priceless. Okay, now here's here's what we're going to need you to do for this scene. We need to get a couple of takes of you reacting. So we want you to sit there and hold your fists up by your face and make it look like you're taking a hurdy-poo and shake. (laughs) You could shake a lot.
0: They're killing her.
2: Oh, my my gen jocks. They're killing my gen jocks. They're killing one of my tubies.
0: (laughs) I get kind of more of a Jane Goodall vibe with that lady, so that's kind of that's kind of where I yeah, went. Yeah, it's it. just
1: a it's it's a quick gut when you first see her. I'm like, oh my god, she looks like Christopher Walken. Like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so. <laughs> We should probably give a synopsis of this uh, shit. Sandwich. I was going to say, yeah. Otherwise, uh, the three other humans on Earth that watched this movie when it came out and had access to it are going to be the only ones that can follow along here. Um, <clears throat> may I do the synopsis? Oh, this please, time? please. <laughs> sure. But by the way, this
1: is apparently a cult classic of sorts. Oh, like, it,
2: it, there, it absolutely there, is. There and
1: is it, a, a group of dedicated followers for this movie, so you have to be in the cult
0: to like it. I think, right? <laughs>
2: I <don't> know, maybe. <laughs> well i want to i want to just comment um to ben's point quickly that when i was looking for this movie to watch you can find it on dvd and vhs but the copies go for upwards of 150 to 250 dollars so yeah what? something is going on with this movie like people like this has become a you know, sort of a, a holy grail, I think, bad movie for nerds like
1: us. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people are watching it because they think it's like a, a classic and it's amazing. No. You watch it because it's <laughs> – Most definitely I think it's not. it's really funny, yeah.
0: I kind of want there to be a group of people that watch it because they love it and think it's the best thing ever.
1: Me too. And I, I hope they wear spandex suits and have weird little rat tail ponytails.
0: Oh, my God. I might need to change my uh... – First live show costume from a Pokemon onesie to a robot jocks outfit. (laughs) My, my, okay. So
2: my first, I think we should all have them. Oh yeah. First, first live show. Mine will be the, the super tight version with, with no sleeves. Oh, hell yeah. That's, that was my favorite one. Like with the kind of sateen finish on
0: it. It was like a little shiny, you know? mm, mm. <laughs> ben's like mm. I, think I think
1: i'll go with the uh mm i'll go with the silvery one
0: yeah i don't know like i kind of want to go with the silvery one too but at the same time maybe i'll go with like an alexander russian black and yellow one or something
1: ooh. ooh. so are we gonna get to the uh the synopsis here
2: yeah and we're gonna get to we'll get back we'll spend more time on the fashion because <laughs> that's definitely a huge part of this film definitely all right here's my synopsis the future The world is in a post-apocalyptic nightmare. There are two factions that rule the planet. The market and the confederation. And that is where we start. War has been outlawed at this point. After the nuclear holocaust of World War III, all disputes over any kind of territory are fought by giant robots. We have... Gary Graham, Achilles of the market. It is the market, right? Yeah. Yeah. He is going to fight Alexander of the Confederation over uh, the territory of Alaska. And that's sort of really what the story revolves around, except that Anne-Marie Johnson is a genetically engineered robot jock as opposed to Gary Graham, who is an old-school regular human jock. And there's a sort of side plot where the gen jocks, as they're called, are you know thinking that they would be better as robot jocks, and then it turns out that that is not the case. And then a giant battle ensues at the end, and the villain throws himself to his death.
0: Geronimo! <laughs>
2: yeah, the the <laughs> real villain kind of thro- throws himself to his death, but but then um, the two main robot jock gladiators you know they do like a hand-holding kind of everything's okay at the end which is which is great and that that might might have been a little bit of a mess but this movie is a lot of a mess so i did the best i could oh man
0: yeah of all the synopsis these eyes to mess up that's a good one to do thank you sure i did my best
1: yeah I think you could have stopped, like, after the initial description, but that's okay. I think I think uh, giving everybody all of this, because they probably won't be able to see it, so we may as well describe it in as great
0: a detail yeah. as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point, then. That's a really good point. To flesh out some of the visuals a little bit, it's a 1989 movie, and, like, all of the robot fights kind of have, like, a Gundam anime, you know, inspiration, but it's not animated, so it's just claymation-style uh, practical mm. effects, which, stop motion. Yeah, exactly. Stop motion, which like kind of has some charm to it, and kind of looks like the worst thing in the goddamn world. So mm.
2: no, there's there's some mm. redeeming
0: qualities about this
2: movie. I mm. appreciate a lot of what they were trying to do here too. I mean, I think what the folks at home may not realize is that this movie was actually remade. Um, it was called Pacific Rim. <laughs> 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 that movie sucked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not forget Pacific Rim Uprising and also Atlantic Rim. That one, there you go. Right. That Atlantic Rim is probably the remake of this movie.
1: Yeah, could somebody please make a good giant robot movie? I mean, there's the Iron, G- Iron Giant, but that's kind of a different thing. So
2: That's that's an animated movie about a alien and a little boy, like E.T., yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm amazed that we don't have a good Gundam-style giant robot movie.
2: I know. It's so funny how, like, in these movies, because I've seen Pacific Rim, like, it's funny how, like, they, they never seem to get, like, the interface right. Like, how the humans drive the, the robots. Or it's overly complicated, or it's just kind of jankety. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, Pacific Rim, it was, like, there was one robot that had a pair of twins, and they were, like, mentally linked, and, like, you know, it just seemed kind of awkward. And in this, it was, like... A treadmill. You start,
0: so good. Well,
2: when you start, I was, I wrote one of my notes was you know, <laughs> moonwalking in place. So like that's what Gary Graham starts doing when he jumps in the the quote cockpit of this giant robot. As he starts doing the moonwalk in place, and that's how that's how, <laughs> that's how the the
0: uh, the mech starts to move forward. I just remember being so stoked with this when I was a kid. Like Yeah, tell us about that, Chad. Let's start there. I don't really have a firm recollection other than like what comes to mind is video games of the eighties where like the only thing that you gave a shit about as a as a maybe a nine-ish year old was like graphics. You're like, the fucking graphics on this is so good. Oh sick. It makes no difference if the game is any good when you're that stupid and and young and sure.
1: Well, I mean, it was also a condition of just what was going on with games at that time. Like there were some games that were like pushing the boundaries of looking good, yeah, but there were fucking horrible games,
0: <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't play them.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but I've heard I've heard from some other podcasts that I listen to people talking about their teenage kids and they have the same attitude now, where they're like they wouldn't possibly play what would be considered one of the greater games of all time that came out in the PS2 or N64 era because the graphics aren't as good as the latest and greatest whatever stupid shit. And, like, mm. so I, I feel like it continues to this day to a certain degree. But um I have this visceral recollection of this being, like, awesome visually. And so, like just how not awesome visually it is now looking at it is either a testament to how far we've come or i was just like completely being a moronic child when i watched this because you know even if you just pretend the plot is good the visuals while interesting are not overly earth-shattering oh my god no they're terrible mm. too it's it's a
2: it's a visual um how to describe such a dish
0: it's got like a Superman-y, like original yes. Superman-y compositing oh, yeah, yeah. frames together, yeah. matte painting-y mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it, but it's 1989, you know, so. Not 1980, or 78 rather, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, yeah. And a, a lot of models, like miniature model kind
2: of looks, you know. Oh my God, and stop motion animation, literally. Yeah. Which I, hadn't see, I haven't seen that in a long time because now it's all CGI, but like. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty terrible. The you know this movie costs between it's said between six and ten million to make, and it made one point two million. So
0: (laughs) it bombed hard, eh?
2: Ooh-wee.
0: Yeah, for nineteen ninety, yeah, that's a lot of cake. Well, and that's another thing that's spoken about is you know in nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, ten million bucks and getting this done. Like some people say that it's like a feat that they were able to get it looking this good for the low budget like being ultra low budget but I agree actually. Yeah. It's an interesting point. Oh my god,
2: super interesting man. I mean it's like you know, I I see I, so in most episodes we high level a movie i don't really know about any high level in this movie but i will speak to it positively before i eviscerate it i can certainly do that and i mean some no because there's some concepts in this movie that are that are cool and i could see where they were going in a lot of places and i also feel like if they had you know if this movie had come out in a different year meaning closer to the future than when it did. And if it had a little bit more money behind it, you know, it could have been really cool. Mm. I mean, the, the concept itself is, you know, it's not terrible. The whole idea of like, you know, giant robot fight, it's like sending one warrior from each nation. I mean, that's, that's sort of what the concept is. It's like, well, we won't have these wars. We'll just have one warrior from each nation and they'll fight it out. And then that'll, that'll decide who does what, you know? Yeah. And that's all well and good, and, you know, the idea of putting giant robots in that sort of uh, frame is fine. It's pretty cool, actually,
0: you know? Dude, giant robots are like bacon. It goes on everything, pretty much. Like, you want to put a giant robot in that movie? Sounds good to me, man.
2: Yeah, people get really stoked about giant robots, I think, to the point where they don't even care what it is. They're just like, wait, what, did you say giant robots? Oh, yeah, we got to get that in there, you know? Totally. they get so excited they don't even realize that it might not fit in the particular film that they're talking about. So, you know, and and like Chad said, like the visuals are actually really good for the time and the budget, you know? And the concepts of what the robots could do, you know, was pretty interesting how you know, they kind of got outfitted before each fight and there was secret weapons and all of that and the chainsaw <laughs> penis was <laughs> definitely really funny. It's pretty amazing. Oh my god! You know, and I—I I loved when his foot got knocked out, the Achilles robot, and then he turned into like a little tank kind of thing. That was kind of, kind of cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. My giant mech is sitting down now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm <laughs> kneeling because in order to get away from my enemy, I went into fucking outer space. <laughs> got. Shot to shit and then crash land belly flopped in the fucking same desert I took off, from. literally the same spot. <laughs> so amazing! Like it just got such a Superman vibe from him fucking launching himself into orbit, flying around oh, like like my god. playing a game of chasey, and the dude gets his foot blown. Oh my god! It's just it was just so good.
1: It was- it was such a nothing burger. Like I was like, "Ooh, they're going into space. This might get interesting." No, it's already over. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do love the uh, you know the butt scoot mode of uh, Achilles Mech though. That <laughs> you know, like my my dog Henry used to like drag his ass on the floor like yep with his front with his front paws. It sort of reminded me of something like that. <laughs> so there's not a lot
2: of crazy redeeming qualities about this movie but you know like the some of the effects I, I could see where they were going and you know like the mechs themselves in concept the very least were pretty cool the the good guy robot had like some sort of voltron-esque qualities to it or or really reminded me more of that giant jet from transformers that i really liked a lot
1: yes Megatron. Yeah. <laughs>
3: cobra commander it's
2: starscream i mean cobra commander i mean starscream it's chris lotter and i scream while i talk (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: god i'm i'm like half half on the motorcycle with you about the visual effects and half like part of me like you know wants to sort of be like you know like oh this plucky scrappy film with the with the kind of shitty stop action you know visual effects but there's something charming about it because it's like practical and you know we're so used to seeing like so much cg these days so i almost want to give it that point but at the same time it's also exactly what chad said it's like you know 1978 visual effects from the first superman movie in 1990 so like what the fuck were they doing (laughs) like I, I don't know i can't i can't come down on either side there it's like it's it's the the, the coin is flipping in the air and it's never going to come down
2: yeah i kind of inhabit that space with you brother
0: I, I i could see both you know yeah It it's interesting that you frame it that way benny because like i was thinking you might come down a little differently on it where you say like oh you know plucky upstart with the visual effects but then the writing and the ridiculous you know, story mm. ruins it. It's like, mm. you know, it's it's like, okay, giant mech fight. Yeah, right on. The visuals, whatever. And then the next scene is like, I'm going to jizz in a cup and give my DNA. He's like, I'm going to make a direct deposit. It's just like, oh, <laughs> my fucking God. So What terrible. the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, it's like the cringiest shit. And there's the fucking giant text dude with a fucking cowboy hat. Like, it's just, like, magnificent in its cringiness. Oh man. Yeah,
1: there's the the the, the Japan Japanese professor who's doing origami, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what?
2: Like- <laughs> the Japanese professor was not just doing origami. He was Sato in from the Karate Kid part 2 for Christ's sake. The uh sort of, you know, cuz the first Karate Kid was about LaRusso and his uh, nemesis, and then the second movie take place in o- Okinawa, and it was about Miyagi's mm-hmm. old nemesis Sato. And as yeah. second he came on the screen, I was like, uh, Miyagi. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's amazing. That's like his main line in the Karate Kid Part Two. Wow, <laughs> he is very angry, and he speaks in an angry way.
0: Miyagi.
1: Sounds like Mojo Jojo from the Powercuff, Powerpuff Girls.
0: <laughs> he does sound like Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo.
2: Dude, he might be Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls, but he is Sato from the Karate Kid Part 2. I noticed it right away. And then, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, I saw the origami. I was like, okay, here we go.
1: <laughs> he's Dr. Matsumoto. Yeah. like And text with his cowboy hat.
2: He's like, let's – the director was like, let's throw in a nod to Blade Runner. The chief scientist does origami and he's Japanese. And when Gary Graham gets hurt, he's going to have a Japanese Band-Aid on his head. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody was like, nice. I like it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Exactly. Japanese Band-Aid. That's right. Well, it God. did. It looked like the sorry, it looked like the Japanese flag. I couldn't get it out of my head.
1: It did. It really really did. It's perfect. Perfect red circle on a white rectangle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that uh that actor's
2: name is Danny Kamakona. Right on. Wait, now I now I want to know what Oh, he was in Magnum. Well, whatever. He was born in in Hawaii. He's a Japanese American. So, I'm not surprised he was in Magnum. Magnum PI? <laughs> Are you ejecting? Oh no, dude, I've got a jetpack on and I am just you going hovering. into space to get your foot blown <laughs> off? No, I'm hovering and I'm hovering above the world and the podcast. Whoa, hang on a second, folks, we'll get back to the nerdery in just a couple of minutes. We wanted to take a few moments and just thank everybody so much for tuning into our show. It certainly means the world to the three of us. Isn't that right, boys?
0: Hell yeah. We're loving the conversations that we've been having on various social media mediums i've been having some really interesting chats with people on instagram and twitter and stuff and wanted to say thanks for listening and thanks for um putting in requests and giving us feedback please continue to do so yes
1: yeah we really appreciate the feedback we really appreciate the suggestions um really happy to hear that people are enjoying the show out there but if you are we would really love if you would share that with your friends. Tell them about us. Tell us. Tell them about the show. Tell them about it on social media. It's really helpful to us, and we really want to grow the show. So thanks for pitching in and helping us out.
0: And now back to the show. Well, it would be worth circling back just to briefly touch on kind of the next chunk of the plot where, you know, one thing we didn't touch on was that. Each of these robot jock fighters has to to fight 10 bouts. And so the main dude, Achilles, is getting to the end of his career. And, you know, it's not really worth getting into the finer points. But one of those test tube gen jock uh, people is is a girl who, you know... A woman... A woman who who Achilles sexually harasses into uh, being into him, which is kind of the way things were worked in the 80s, evidently. Hello, 90s, yeah. Right? And uh, it's just kind of a... It's such a, like, plain Jane plot, you know? <laughs> like, I'm coming to the end of my thing, and here's this random group of young upstarts, and then there's the big text dude, and it's just the most cringy bullshit and and it's just it's almost glorious in its ridiculousness in a way it's it's yeah very archetypal
2: in terms of its character types you know
1: right yeah stereotypes
2: of course yes of course there's an asian scientist of course there's a big cowboy hat wearing texas guy i mean come
1: on and he's called tex
2: yeah exactly (laughs) tex conway
0: (laughs) yeah oh man of course, all of the gen jocks have the similar, you know, features in terms of being like, I don't know, Polynesian or something. And of course, they all have Star Wars Padawan rat tails in skin tight suits. And they, of course, there's a scene where they're all sparring. <laughs> the kick! Oh, that sparring was just glorious, man. I actually thought the
2: sparring scene on the second watch, I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Like the, the opening sparring scene. I was like, this isn't bad. And it's not terrible. Like... You know, it's like some fairly cool moves in there. And like, you know, is it, no, you don't agree. <laughs> this is another example of Kev
1: digging into the details and be like,
0: you know what? I kind of like that bit.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, no, it's just like the, the, like you're qualifying it, you know? You're like, uh, well, wasn't that, it was okay. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I, no, I actually had that as a note on the second
2: watch through. I was like, you know what? This isn't that terrible. This is a pretty good fight, fight choreograph.
0: You know, this little bit right here. Mm-hmm. Am I just mm-hmm. reaching or what? <laughs> but then AC Slater from Save by the Bell like picks another fight with him. <laughs> Slater from Save by the Oh my god. Wow, nice. Very nice. Yeah.
2: There you go. It's secretly Mario Lopez.
0: Yeah, Mario Lopez picks another fight with him and is like, Oh fight's not over till it's over. It's just like all right, dude, just sparring man. Chill out. I'm gonna go drink mint juleps at the bar. <laughs>
2: He was like I'm going to ch- I'm going to challenge you and show you that the, the gen jocks are better than the regular jocks.
0: And then he falls off the monkey bars later and dies. Like <laughs> it's just like a mm, huge totally, nothing burger, man. Oh, it's so good. We call this the rattle room. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> I'm not going to talk much about it. Just make sure you don't die.
1: Like how how does getting to the top of the monkey bars of doom qualify you <laughs> as the best possible robot pilot? Like no idea. <laughs> oh man so silly
0: did you guys did you guys catch the bit where uh achilles says he's not gonna fight anymore and his boss gets all pissed off and says he says you can't even read your goddamn contract he's like i can't read but i'm not dumb oh like, my god wait, i wrote what? that down some <laughs> of the
2: best lines in the whole movie
0: I thought that in it the future was just
1: a, there will be illiteracy.
0: Right? I just thought it was like Achilles saying like misspeaking his lines, but I didn't realize the boss man was basically saying the same thing. So like subplot Achilles can't read. <laughs> like okay.
2: I can't read, but I'm not dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so stupid. There's so many fantastic <laughs> one liners in this, like unintentional one liners. Oh, most definitely. I undressed you and I studied your body.
1: Oh,
2: my God. That was so cringy and weird. Like, I, I loved how they made the Gen Jocks out to be these kind of aliens, essentially. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, how they think. You know, they were like, I, you know, it's kind of, I have never seen a human before. I am unfamiliar with your anatomy. <laughs> you know? It was like a Kung oh, Fu God. Spock
0: thing, man. It was totally trying to go for, like. Exactly, man. But, like,
2: w- like worse than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, And then he's like. Oh, man, I thought he says something, and then he, like, kind of gets up awkwardly with the
0: sheet. He's just like, orange juice. I need orange juice.
2: Yeah, it was sort of awkward. I kind of got sidetracked, too, because it was just a weird, super cringy line in there when she was talking about examining his anatomy, you know? And, like, a lot of, a lot of like, Anne-Marie Johnson's questions – sorry, Athena. Her questions are very, like, I'm an alien that doesn't understand your strange ways, you know? Like, what <laughs> – Why why is the sky blue? Why do you put those garments on your body? You know, like, it was just kind of, it wasn't kind of, it was dumb.
1: (laughs) Very, very dumb. I
2: mean, they were raised in test tubes, so, so what? So once they're done, you know, being in the test tube, it's like they grow up like regular babies, and it's like... You would think. Well, you would think. It's not like they're isolated from the outside world, like... Why is she asking all these weird questions in this sort of, you know.
1: She's like Starman.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Or like uh, the the mermaid from Splash or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, Daryl Hannah, yeah. Daryl Hannah combined with Jeff Bridges, yep, I'm seeing that.
0: (laughs) Red, stop,
1: green, go, yellow, go very fast. (laughs) We got to do that one someday, man. Jesus. Um. Okay. So where were we going?
0: So to like attempt to keep this thing on fucking rails, Achilles quits. Doesn't want to fight anymore because him and the crazy Russian dude, who's like the tropiest, cold warrior dude ever. Oh my god, Count Chocula. Count is that you ever <laughs> <for Count Chocula? laughs> You make
1: my drink taste like blood. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: my blood is really chocolate milk. <laughs> and I am a half-German, half-Russian You will never be able to figure out where I'm really from
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two of my legs are Russian And two are German
1: That dude is incredible He's amazing
0: Paul Paul
2: Koslow is that actor's name
1: Yeah that, 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 Wow, what a performance
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah I didn't I was laughing in the beginning when you said I had three notes. One of them was Count Chocula. That that in and of itself, just in a vacuum, was funny to me.
0: I didn't realize
1: <laughs> why you were saying that.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> now it's even funnier.
0: So yeah, so he quits. He fights Count Choc- He he fights Count Chocula. He quits. Count Chocula <laughs> calls him a wussy, and then like he gets shitfaced in a bar. <sighs> Going, going through drinks by letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I totally get it now. He didn't know which way the alphabet went. Because at one point, he's like, what's after oh, I? Oh, wow. <laughs> he couldn't read. I get it. Oh, wow. That makes the movie so much better. It does, Chad. It actually elevates it to a great film. You know,
1: you know, I, I really think Achilles needs a vulnerability. We. He's just too tough. What What can we do? Uh, maybe he's illiterate.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> he's so much more relatable now.
0: <laughs> that's why there's, like, weird origami buttons, because if they wrote what it did on the button, he wouldn't have a fucking clue what was going on.
3: <laughs> like, oh, my when God. When you want to hit the
0: starburst, <laughs> press the giant paper star on your oh. Joy-Con. It's like, okay. <laughs> a lot of the, like, sets and his awesome cyber truck hover car thing oh my god the car was sick (laughs) the the remote control bullshit it's like a reject reject
1: prop from blade blade runner or something like
2: it was like yeah these are the gen one spinners what do you think no way let's we need something better than that yeah exactly okay we'll sell them to robot jocks for five bucks
0: (laughs) it had like a 50s and 60s kind of brave new world everyone in like brutalist concrete residential blocks and shit kind of vibe to it, which was interesting.
2: No, totally, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. And everything was like angular. I love Like one of the the mental notes I made was like how for some reason in the 80s and into the 90s, like the future always had to be angular. Like everything was sharp and weird and like you know what i mean like look look at even like total recall which came out around the same time as this movie actually you know like the cars were very trapezoidal in shape and like you know i don't know like his his personal car like i thought the thing was cool it was either that or i think it was like maybe maybe they were trying to go in the opposite direction because in the 50s everything that was futuristic had a very circular feel to it right Mm, yes
1: streamlined
2: Yeah, streamlined. Like we commented on that in the everything uh, had
1: fins and was streamlined. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Like we commented on that in that uh, Brian Cranston, Electric Dreams episode Mm. we did on shorts. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think. uh, Actually, his his hover car might have been the exact same prop that was uh, Benny's cab in (laughs) In Total Recall. In Total Recall. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm Hmm. Very well. It very well may have been. I, lo- I love I the like car landing three shitty robot leg thing with like the fog machine. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> hilariously bad. Wait, what do you mean the when the when his car
2: landed? Yeah, it was just like-,
0: like he's like, hey, can you go spray paint these three shoe boxes silver, and then uh, <laughs> we're gonna throw a couple of smoke bombs in, and you just like tie this thing to that boom over there and just lower it slowly. Okay, thanks. Action. <laughs> like, all right. It's just so bad. But I think the, like, 50s and 60s Brave New World stylings make it seem even older of a movie. Like, the 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 fact that, like, it touches on what we said before, where, like, the fact that this was 89 and not 79 just is, like, it blows my mind.
1: It's kind of baffling. It really is. When, when you consider, like, the visual effects that were in, for instance, if it came out around the same time, uh, Total Recall, like... It's night and day. There's a giant fucking difference there yeah
0: but it's like it's like the guys are like oh we're gonna make this movie robot jocks here's 10 million bucks and they're like go into the basement of the studio and find the guys that worked on you know buck rogers and bring them up and have them work on this one it's like nothing had changed you know it's like they they dusted off all the old dudes and got them working on exactly <laughs> the same thing
2: yeah 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 <laughs> exactly and they, they just kept them in the in a box in the basement yeah
0: I mean,
1: speaking of Buck Rogers, <laughs> there's definitely something about this that reminds me of, like, you know, 1980s Buck Rogers yeah. TV series. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if, like, Tweaky came out of, like, you know, the closet <laughs> somewhere and was like, "Beedy <laughs> what's up, Achilles? <laughs> <laughs> like, Achilles' best buddy is, like, Hawk. <laughs> I have Hawkman, feathers per for
2: hair. <laughs> Would you say hawk or bird person?
1: Bird person,
2: total bird person, man. <laughs> yeah, so just for just just quickly for reference, Total Recall came out in ninety,
0: and this came out in eighty nine. Yeah, and Total Recall evidently had a sixty five million dollar budget, so about six times the budget, but it's way more than six times better than than this in terms of the film. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta admit they
2: didn't do terrible for having one sixth of the budget.
0: I guess, but like I recognize the technology is way the barrier to entry to making a film today is way lower. But you look at a low budget film like Prospect and compare it to contemporaries, and it's not a very fair comparison. But no, yeah, I, I get what you're
2: saying, and I appreciate that. I I think what I'm most upset about at the moment is that why i'm i keep trying to elevate and defend this horrible (laughs) movie fair enough i keep saying things like that like oh you know you know for 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 that time you know like they're doing pretty good it's like no they're not just shut up
0: this this is a perfect segue into something i saw where the director, whose name was Stuart Gordon, um, and the writer, Joe Haldeman, who is a quite a famous sci-fi author. Yes, he is.
1: Yeah, he's a Hugo Award winner. He's a great sci-fi writer. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, most well-known, I think, for The Forever War, which was interesting. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> there was a great quote there where... Joe Haldeman said um, he wasn't entirely happy with the end result of the movie, saying, to me, it's as if I had a child who started out well and then sustained brain damage. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) Ooh, that's a rough quote, bro. (laughs) It's uh, very rough. But I guess the two guys kept, you know, butting heads together because Haldeman wanted it to be a bit more of a a straight up and down traditional sci-fi, and the director... Gordon wanted to be more schlocky and kid friendly. And so. Oh, I see. He obviously won because. But it's funny because he, the guy says, like, you know, Haldeman wanted an adult movie that kids would enjoy, and I wanted to make a kids' movie that adults would enjoy. But if you're trying to make a kids' movie with the whole, like, jizz in a cup sexual harassment, <laughs> like, I mean, it was a pretty <laughs> non kid friendly movie, man. You know what I mean? Oh, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you can't talk about, you can't talk about semen in a kid's movie. Okay. It's
0: generally frowned upon, you know? Generally. Just a blanket, no no semen policy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you certainly shouldn't make a comment about direct deposits after female Christopher Walken hands you a sample jar, you know? I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And be like, no, nah, I'm making it for the kids. It's like, hey, I don't no, dude, no.
1: How about we skip the middleman and make a direct deposit?
0: Yeah, clearly the director here had watched over the top a few too many times. If he's comfortable with that kind of creepiness, you gotta
2: say that. You gotta say it like Tex. Wait, or did Tex say that line? I think he did.
1: No, it was a, it was Achilles.
2: Oh, it was Gary. It was Gary Graham. It was Gary Glitter. Gentlemen, we need your raw material <laughs> for the archives. Yes, for the for the archives. Right? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Come on, that that is funny. Like, <laughs> it's definitely <sorry>. funny. <laughs> you know, it needs nothing else.
2: No, it doesn't. She's wearing like a smock from like a nineteen eighty nine like grocery store as well. You know what I mean? Like she, was, mm-hmm. she was sort of like the. <laughs> Like the like the I, Haba. She I was like work the, in the produce section. She was no, she was the <laughs> Haba manager. You know what I mean? Like she was probably the <laughs> Haba manager, Ben. See, Ben's because he knows exactly what that means. Hmm. I work
1: in health and beauty aids.
2: Health and beauty aids, also known as Haba. Uh
0: yeah, so anyway, raw material, just super weird, whatever. Grocery smock. yeah. So this uh this director Raw material. Yeah, raw material. This director dude evidently wrote "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids."
2: Yeah, I read. I read a little bit about him too. He also did Reanimator, which is definitely a cult classic. People love that movie. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Yeah, he he made a bunch of movies, and he also uh, "Honey, I Blew Up the Kids." I think too. So like, he was. It wasn't like he was just a B movie director. You know what I mean? Like yeah you know he did some pretty legit work and he was he also did some work in theater as well which i was really surprised to see but he was kind of like an experimental theater experimental film kind of guy you know what i mean always trying to push the boundaries
0: well he pushed my fucking boundaries yeah he really pushed the boundary on this one
2: um the thumbs up fist bump that never took off as a social
3: (laughs) thing
0: No, never. I think that the guy that invented the thumbs-up fist bump in this was trying to do what you were trying to do, Benny, with the uh, big trouble hand thing. Yeah. Didn't didn't work. No doubt. No
2: doubt. And then then the guy that started doing the fist bump, like, you know, whatever, five, ten years ago, that is now ubiquitous, that guy was, like, sitting around one day with a friend, and he was like, you know, back in the 80s, they used to do this... Thumbs up fist thing that never really took off. And it was, I always thought it was kind of cool, but the thumbs up kind of bothered me. Let's try it without the thumbs. <laughs> and then they did, and his buddy was like, I think you're onto something, bro. That felt pretty good, man. That felt good. Yeah. That mm-hmm. felt, you know it what? Felt good. That felt good, man. Let's yeah. keep doing that. Mind if I steal that? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: the, <laughs> <laughs> uh the robot engineer guy uh that sees you into the thing just kept insisting that it should be a one-way ass slap though <laughs> oh yeah he was
0: super into that i was like <laughs> gosh you burn achilles wait a minute that didn't that didn't feel like Achilles' ass who is that <laughs> i know right
2: i don't know if it's too soon for this but like i could not i mean immediately leapt into my mind the second i saw like the public at large i was like oh so there's coronavirus in the future as well because <laughs> everybody's wearing a freaking 3m mask
1: yeah Here, here's the thing i i almost didn't notice it i was like oh this looks normal like <laughs> you know what Ooh, i mean that's weird man yeah it's really weird
2: I know, you know, I found, uh right at the beginning of the pandemic, I found a sleeve of, like, ten 3M masks in my truck, my old work truck, and I kept three, and then I went into the future and gave the rest to all of the people in the robot jocks.
0: And it turns out you wasted them because they got crushed by a giant robot.
2: Exactly. That they was a real
0: tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Was the, what are they, the... The bleacher bums, man. Is that what they called them? Something like that. It's like, oh, those schmucks. Yeah, they died. Yeah, so it's what? like,
2: yeah, who cares about them anyway, right? You know the. Uh, you know what? else I found interesting was like a lot of the tech people. Are, should we get? Should we spend some time on the the fashion? Like the sure. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so I wrote as a note. You know, tracksuits, motorcycle helmets. Oh my, and. Everything, like, why is it in the future, like, in so many science fiction, everything is, like, jumpsuit, tracksuit, one-piece-based clothing. I just, like, I don't understand where the hell that came from. But you've seen it in so many movies, and, you know, we get it straight away from the beginning of this movie. It's, like, this sexy, shiny, sateen, sleeveless jumpsuits, the the baggier jumpsuits, you know, that they put red tape over to make stripes on it. Like I was just ridiculous, (laughs) man. You know, everybody's wearing a jumpsuit except the referees who are wearing doctor's coats that they've colored black stripes in with a freaking Sharpie dude. You know what I mean? Cause the, those coats go
0: all the way down to like their knees.
2: So Weird.
0: I feel like the jumpsuit thing came straight from THX 1138. Was there earlier movies that did that kind of thing? I always felt like THX, they were wearing, like,
2: psych ward gear. You know, everybody looked like they just walked out of, like, a padded room. You know what I mean? I, I could be wrong. I haven't seen THX in, like, forever.
0: No, it's all, like, white, white jumpsuits, but... Yeah, right, right.
1: In the future, there will be
0: jumpsuits.
2: Yeah, so, um... Stuart, what do you see for this film? What's your vision, as it were? Well, the way I see it is it's the future. And I see everybody wearing some sort of one-piece suit, a jumpsuit or a tracksuit or a sleeveless tracksuit or a sleeveless jumpsuit of some kind. I also imagine that 3M masks and And paper hats. You know those paper hats that everybody wears when you go to the drive in and you get a burger and fries? Those types of paper hats. I feel like everybody would wear those paper hats as well as motorcycle helmets. I feel like everybody will be wearing motorcycle helmets
0: in the future. But Beardsley, Beardsley, can they be silver? (laughs) Beardsley? Yeah, it sounded like, you know, old English name. Hmm. I don't know. He's like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. Silver, yes. I'm prepared
2: to give you six to ten million dollars to make this science fiction <laughs> epic. Here you go,
1: Beasley old chap. Do you reckon we should have some spandex? I could not
2: get over the paper hats. The paper, like I'm, you know, working at McDonald's. I'm working at a burger stand. That was great. To
1: keep your hair from falling in the food,
2: falling in the computer components
0: to keep your 1990s Christopher Walken hairdo. How about all the hairdos, man? Holy shit, those hairdos were fantastic. Fantastically terrible, yeah.
1: Yeah. What what can you really say?
0: Yeah, her I
2: mean, yeah, Amory Johnson's hair was just taking the cake, man. I mean, she she was a big like uh I don't know if you guys didn't even know who she is, but she's been in a ton of movies. She's actually pretty accomplished as an actress. She was on What's Happening back in the 80s and a
3: mm-hmm.
2: whole slew of movies, man, and TV shows, whatever. But, like, she definitely rocked the kind of – like, she was one of those women that rocked the short hair kind of 80s style, you know, as, like, a thing. And I feel like she had that in a lot of her films. But somehow this particular short hair hairstyle takes it to a new level altogether and not a good one. Especially with the braided rat tail at the back, the Padawan tail. It was
1: just ugh. Yeah, it's it, it it it's the rat tail thing, but there's also sort of like the poofy like you know, it's like if their hair was white, it would look like, you know, foppy like, you know, seventeen hundreds kind of like
0: Yeah, totally you know,
1: like powdered wiggy sort of looking things. Like yeah. I don't know who thought that was a great idea, but uh
2: who, what, who thought powdered wigs were a great idea?
1: It was just uh, the, the, that style, you know, that, yeah.
2: I don't get, I don't understand. I, I, I can't even wrap my head around powdered wigs. Like, that is just the most bizarre thing ever. <laughs>
0: I think this is, this is gearing up to be one of the best cul-de-sacs ever. We can either just, like, nip it in the bud right now or go off on, like, a 20-minute powdered wig cul-de-sac and just, like, let's just fucking commit to it. Powdered wigs from Robot Jocks. What's up with powdered wigs anyways? Syphilis. <laughs> exactly.
1: What's the deal with the powdered wigs?
0: Ba-doop, ba-doop, <laughs> oh man. So, anyways, powdered wigs.
2: Okay, so powdered wigs. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from powdered wigs and I the announcer, sort of the I don't know if he was like the announcer or the newscaster who was sort of reporting. No, no, no. It was the announcer during the match.
0: This is a double elimination match, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. This is a
1: double elimination tournament. (laughs) Can can you do that? Can you do that like Bill Paxton, really quick? Do what double elimination tournament like like Bill Paxton. Paxton? Yeah.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is a double elimination <laughs> tournament. It's not even, I don't even feel like that's a good Bill Paxton. You guys love it though.
1: It was terrific. It's great. Good enough.
2: Anyway, so I was getting, what I was getting at was it was the announcer during the match, right? In, all right, so the, the, not, not the, the opening titles match, but the, the first one with Gary Graham. Like at one point he's like, the referees are coming in on their floater. They've disabled the long-range weapons. Now it's man to man. Like in the most sensual way that I found very disturbing. Like did did either of you catch that?
0: <laughs> Mike, jocks sleep in the robots. <laughs> it's totally normal. <clears throat> Chainsaw penis.
1: Um, What? Chase, yeah, exactly. Oh, right. So, like,
2: <laughs> the refs have disabled the long-range weapons. Now it's man to man. I was like, wow, that is super weird. I did, I did kind of catch that. <laughs> I like it in the beginning in that um, training scene. You know, the fight training scene that I was trying to sell the two of you on that was actually pretty good. It was really good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was okay, well, you know well, what I like. Well, well, it wasn't so bad. It was, it was my, my favorite bit.
2: bit. One of the one of the Gen jocks says to one of the other gen jocks when they're fighting Gary Graham. He goes, "Get him, Sargon!" And I was like, "Sargon? Is that a futuristic name? <laughs> like, I didn't understand. Like, Sargon. Was, Sargon. Is that like? Is that like Saruman's Sargon. brother. Or Zardoz's cousin, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus, it's such a terrible name. Zardoz, <laughs> this, this is my cousin, Sargon.
0: <laughs> Was that AC Slater or somebody else?
2: Uh, I do not know. Oh, no, I don't know. I think AC Slater might have been Sargon,
0: maybe. What about Gary Glitter being in Alien Nation, the late 80s fucking legendary TV show about weird alien heads? Based on the
1: movie?
0: Did the show come before the movie or did the – I don't even remember. Um, on the film? The film. No, no, no. The the
2: film the film came out first starring James Caan and Mandy Patinkin, and I loved the film. Yeah, and Ter- and Terrence Stamp was in that as well. Um. Oh, you know who else was in that was uh, Brian Johnson. Played hey! The uh, – Night, the night stalker. Oh, I thought you were gonna say
0: Brian Greenwood. Sorry, sorry.
2: No, you mean Bruce Greenwood? Bruce Greenwood. No, that was uh, Bruce Greenwood was still in his sort of guardsman number eight phase of his career.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Brian Johnson was he in the Beach Boys?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, Brian Johnson from the Beach Boys. Sorry, (laughs) Brian Thompson, (laughs) Ben. You're right. Wait, the Beach Boys were in (laughs) this, the Beach Boys. So Brian Thompson was in the original Alien Nation. Anyway, this, so then they moved it to a series because, I don't know, like I feel like the movie was like pretty popular. It was definitely good. I loved it. But they made a series out of it and it starred Gary Graham in the, <laughs> in, in the James Conn role. Gary Glitter. And then I, I, I can't remember the other actor's name in the, in the uh, Sykes role. Not the Sykes role, the Alien role. So, Andy
1: Petinkin role, yeah,
2: yeah, right. So they, they did that. That show actually ran for quite a while. It was like ninety to ninety four, and then they did four four television movies, Alien Nation television movies. So it was definitely popular, and that's what Gary Graham is most famous for, for no doubt.
0: I know I brought this subject up, but can I subscribe unsubscribe from the podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god when podcasts implode sorry
1: i love how i love how off the rails this is gone i do too the answer is no no you can't you can't
2: i don't even who who the hell brought up gary graham being on alien nation anyway that was me it was my fault oh right Right. Yeah, I love when you do that. It's your fault.
1: Yeah. Gentlemen, let's raise a glass of sour milk.
2: Ew. Yes.
1: And for Christ's sake, stay away from the goddamn ocean.
0: That's right. (laughs) Tex. Tex, my God. Good
2: God, man. This This is the... Gotta be I know we already sort of touched on this, but it has gotta be the tropiest, trope tastic, prototropiest, tropathon, trope character in the history of TV and film. Is it not?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also the the only departure from the fashion of the uh, the movie is that fucking cowboy hat. Is
3: Texas big
2: old cowboy, hey, you got me there, buddy, you got me.
0: And he's in, like, a giant Evil Knievel onesie kind of thing?
2: Yeah, exactly, and then, like, he has a line in the very beginning, which I, I wrote, huh, at the end of it, because I still don't understand it. He's like, you know, after he's like, well, it's good old Tex here, little buddy, how's everybody doing, you know? And <laughs> somebody says something, and he goes, well, soil is just dirt. All the rest of the
1: team is dead.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I like this movie now. I like this movie now. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going back just for that line.
0: <laughs> I forgot that one. I think this is a great moment to touch on Texas' outro, his rage quitting the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, he's the uh, he's the traitor spy the whole time. And when they bust him, he's just like, "I did it." Didn't see that coming. <laughs> he's like, "I'll see you hang for this. <laughs> I'll see you in hell." And then just jumps out a window, Geronimo!
3: Geronimo! Yeah.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, Ben. Exactly. Did you notice? The the scream kept going after there was a very audible sound of a body Thump. hitting the floor. <laughs> yes,
0: I'm not dead yet.
2: You know, whatever he says, right? right as they they sort of f- figure him out, oh, you got me good, buddy. You figured me out. You know, like I was like, yeah. oh, God, <laughs> oh, damn, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of like it was kind of like a foghorn leghorn of the future, <laughs> if foghorn was in human form, you know what I mean like it was just so so tropy and stupid, man.
0: If we ever end up getting an everybody dies big rig a la over the top, we need to have tex mud flaps in the back of our truck instead of foghorn leghorn mud flaps.
2: Oh my God, you just gave me the best idea ever, man. What if we get a big rig right, and it's just like the Lincoln Hawk one, Tex mud flaps would be great merch. Totally with Tex mud flaps and a big brute thing on the side, and then we <laughs> convert the inside, the cargo carrier, to our own mobile studio, and we're kind of like uh, you know, Devin Knight from Knight Rider, what's his face from um, Contact, where we just we're constantly traveling around, like we never stop. There's only the cab, and then somebody has to sleep on the top of the truck at night.
0: I call Never Middle. I call working out on the front bumper.
2: Um, what about uh, there's a, when, t- when Tex gets discovered by Matsumoto, he does something similar as well, like that whole scene. The re- whole recording thing was just redonkulous, man. Yeah. He's like, wait, every man has two men inside him. And once there was a child inside of Tex that was just Tex. And somewhere inside you is that child that was Tex. It was a child that is text. So you must remember that. And in no way does he ever think that he's stalling him so he can record it. He actually sits there and he's like, hmm, you may have a point there, buddy. But I'm going to shoot you anyway.
1: And now, and now I'm, I don't like the movie anymore.
2: Now he hates the movie. <laughs> ben, there was a spark of hope there for Ben. I was, in, I was like, ooh, dashed.
1: I'm in. I like it now. No, no, I don't like it anymore. Uh,
2: what's with the prenatal signs everywhere? It looks like they spent a, a large portion of budget for prenatal posters.
1: Prenatal. That's how people, people read vertically in the future.
2: Oh, fair enough. Oh, right. If they can read it in, all.
1: In chunks of letters, yeah.
2: Because the the hook, the uh, the crippling hook, Ben, as you said, is illiteracy. <laughs>
1: the the achilles heel
0: oh, as it were.
2: What?
1: oh my god did you just say that i did i am i am assassinating you right <laughs> that now that is a death
0: ladies and gentlemen
1: all right all right
2: i'll take that death because there are no deaths in this show so far so we'll, we need to take
0: no that. i died by bringing up alien nation and then wanting to quit my own podcast because of how boring it was, <laughs> <That> was
2: how <laughs> bored you got
0: yeah okay okay prenatal, sorry, prenatal
2: posters. Don't understand why those are everywhere. It was super weird. There was a lot of weird pregnant women posters all over the place. I just could not
0: figure that one out. I didn't get any of that. The whole, like, everyone's breeding to breed new robot jocks.
2: Yeah. But the robot jocks are genetically engineered tubies. Like, I don't
0: yeah but like when he goes and has dinner at his sister-in-law she's like we're doing our bit for the cause you know and like i got the vibe that it's like they're breeding robot jocks but like if each jock has to do 10 fights and everyone's trying to get a person into the that just doesn't make any fucking sense
2: it doesn't make any sense and then she's also like if we have six children we get three bedrooms or something like that i was like what i love like futuristic communication devices from the 80s are the absolute best and this one is no exception it's a full-on regular cordless telephone with a tv mm. like that you hang it up you hang the hang set up, the hand setup right next to the tv the tv you have to pick the. you have to pick the
1: phone up to talk on the tv
2: and, and so they're getting like hate phone calls at his sister's house, sister-in-law's house you know what i mean like like she's making she's like, Well, we got some real meat this time. We got one single hot dog. It's a hot dog. I found it on the
0: ground inside. Bring bring. Hello. Achilles is a jerk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <It's> so disturbing.
2: <laughs> okay, my last two notes are this. When Gary Graham is getting hammered via the alphabet that he doesn't even know how to recite you know the the bartender's like you look like a pretty drunk guy (laughs) (laughs) and then they cut to gary graham and i'm like he couldn't look more sober like he did not look
0: intoxicated in any way shape or form i mean agree disagree i'm on that motorcycle just for the sake of conversation
2: Yep, (laughs) just for the just for the sake of getting this
0: show over, I'm on. (laughs) I'm with with you, man. Terrific acting. That bartender was the best actor of the whole show, man. Regulations don't allow me to serve drunk people, so I can't serve you anymore, Achilles. The bartender was the director. Was it
1: really? No. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, one of the little nuggets I picked up. Yeah,
0: I fucking love that, Benny. Hey, Kev, that right there. That's how you nugget, my friend.
2: Oh, my God. I was just thinking that exact thing. Like, I I was listening to First Blood (laughs) yesterday, and I loved that part.
0: Bruce Greenwood. All
2: right, so my final note is, Ben, I think you'll really be able to appreciate this in particular, is I I feel like, again, this is another kind of trope throughout terrible science fiction films in the 80s. Like, why is it when people are like – it's the future we want to have a dancing scene at a bar with some music well the music's got to be futuristic so well how do you make futuristic music well you use the shit out of the pitch bender like what is up with that man
1: you know it's like oh my
2: god you know like yeah yeah the pitch bender on the casio keyboard and then you know obviously you can get you know better ones for real music. (laughs) But like I just feel like every single time they tried to do some sort of futuristic movie uh music in these terrible movies, it was like, all right, well we'll just take the pitch bender and just work it up and down a little bit. Then it'll sound weird and futuristic. It's like, yeah, okay. But it really just sounds like shit.
1: (laughs) No. And and the uh the that pan shot and the dancing that's going on there is just amazing priceless. Stellar. It really is. And there's a bit of ADR
0: sprinkled in there too where like the dancer's like Oh, yeah, yeah. Crash and burn while doing like some random, like, freaking flash dance.
2: And the, I think I believe that's also the only instance in the film where people aren't wearing some sort of tracksuit esque clothing.
1: Some kind of spandex onesie.
2: Oh, my God. I'm so like, I, I, this movie sucks. I can't wait to not
3: talk
1: <laughs> about it anymore. It was, uh, it was I'm funny. Sick man. Of,
2: I'm sick of trying, I'm sick of acting. Yeah. I didn't realize we, I was going to have to do this much acting today. <laughs> <Is it>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Said everyone in this movie. All right, well, let's move on to uh, Tex kills himself, and fucking Gary Glitter saves the day. He pulls the girl out. They make out. He goes into fucking space. He turns into a tank. And then for whatever reason, at the end, he's like, we don't have to die. And they do the thumbs up fist bump to close the movie, because fucking that made, cause that made sense.
1: Gary Glitter and Count Chocula, buddies forever.
0: Yeah. We 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 brushed this no pun intended, but we brushed across this at one point. But we need to talk about the chainsaw dick.
2: Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, the the evil
0: robot has a chainsaw penis. It's yeah. so stupid. It's so great and stupid. But like, I just love how like one of the major themes in this is like everyone's every bout has to have a secret weapon, and I just love the idea of some confederation guys being like. If you randomly happen to pin a robot that's on tank treads down on the ground in a very random thing, push this sausage button, and a chainsaw dick will fly out <laughs> and kill, and you'll win the battle, and we'll get Alaska. It's just like, all right, <laughs> I just love Alexander. I have great idea. We make a chainsaw
1: penis.
2: I lo- I lo- I just love like how like they're all so. Like, I don't know, Russians seem to typically be very low-key in, like, an impressed kind of way, like, in their speech patterns, you know? But, like, the Germans are always so, like, freaking amped up, like, in so many different movies, including this one. That's where, like, that component comes from, you know? I I don't know. That was sort of the vibe I was getting. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) we've come up with the greatest idea. The secret weapon for this one is a giant chainsaw penis in the middle of the machine.
1: (laughs) That's really what I was thinking about wow. more. Oh, there's there's a little bit of uh there's a just a touch of our buddy uh um Werner Herzog? Werner Herzog, yes, thank you. There's just a touch there.
2: We've come up we've come up with the most the most wonderful idea. It's a chainsaw penis that comes out of the middle of his penis. So when the
1: Azamek goes into dog dragging its ass on the floor mode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so funny that you bring up Werner Herzog, because in my random YouTube search for this, there's a video called Werner Herzog on Robot Jocks, And I was like, oh, please, God. And I clicked on it, thinking that it was actually Werner Herzog talking about Robot Shocks. That's not real. It, it's real, but it turns out it's a dude doing Werner Herzog talking about Robot Shocks. So I was really, really hoping it was actually Werner Herzog. Oh, it would have been just priceless. That would have been priceless for sure nuggets man nuggets you guys got nuggets
1: uh, i already dropped the one that i had the
2: main nugget i have is that this guy Stuart gordon directed and i could not believe it when i saw it space truckers
0: yes
2: oh my perfect which is sort of become legendary even though neither of us have none of us have seen it but we are going to talk about that movie at some point soon and it's gonna be as bad as this one probably probably Um, the only other nugget I had was, eh, it's sort of a nugget. Jeffrey Combs is in this and Mm -hmm. he had, okay, you know who he is. So he, he, I think he pretty sure he played the title role in the reanimator that was done by Stuart Gordon. And he was also, I don't know if this is exactly right, but he is one of the most sort of prolific, uh, actors in the star Trek universe. So like he's done, Think it's more roles or characters than anybody any other actor uh he's played characters on it mainly it was on ds9 was his main thing but he's played ferengi characters on tng and klingons and like he's done like everything on in the star trek universe and he's a really great actor too so i just thought that was kind of interesting yeah oh final nugget sorry bonus nugget Ooh. yeah Spectator number six is this really great actor, Bruce Greenwood. Do you guys yes. know who that is?
0: No, who's <laughs> that? Was, he,
2: well, he played, you know, funnily enough, he played Admiral Pike in the Star Trek reboot. So <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Anyway, uh deaths. There were only two recorded and I've got Lugacy you Dick. You're gonna skip me out of my own fucking segment?
2: Oh, I thought you said you didn't have any at the beginning.
0: Sorry, dude. No, I've got nuggets. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Chad's angry. Break it up, boys. Break it up.
2: I love how he, fall, he fell asleep in the middle of his own show <laughs> this time. And then he wakes up and he's all angry. Dude, what about my nuggets?
0: Hey, I got nuggets. All right, so the... Bleacher bums spectators that die a horrible death by having a giant robot fall on them scream. And that scream was sampled by Nine Inch Nails in The Becoming on the Downward Spiral.
1: Wow.
0: That's a good one. And my final nugget is that this movie was almost a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. (gasps) What? He was almost cast as Achilles. Oh my god trying to imagine that right now that's uh, <laughs> it's him doing like a moonwalk but like doing splits you know there would have been a robot split oh totally man <coughs> splits and all every movie with van damme it's all about his buns i want to see i want to see a giant robot split right now
2: well that would have they would have had no trouble explaining away his accent which i can't remember where he's from belgium he's from the belgian highlands
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes Ancient donut recipe from the Belgian Highlands. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, well, we've already got Count Chocula in this, Ben. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, batting blueberry is, uh, you know, seems par for the course. All right,
0: next nugget, Chad. Sorry. That's it. I got the two Nine Inch Nails and Jean Claude Van Damme. Those are good. Those are good for sure and bullberry um i will say
2: not really a nugget but the guy that did play tex is a he was a pretty prolific uh tv actor in the 70s and the 80s and he had a pretty big part on v the miniseries which i was a humongous fan of when i was a kid oh yeah right oh yeah don't know it. and i also i gotta say is another side note to that like i cannot believe that that series went nowhere when they rebooted it it was a real shame what's v i've never heard of that
1: and your dad <laughs>
0: and you're dead why am i dead are you serious you don't know what v is or were you making a i actually i've never heard of v what's v yeah
1: it was like a 80s uh miniseries about alien invasion
2: Mm. i don't know coming in the guise of friends Mm -hmm. and then like they were disguised but they were like reptilian and they wore like human disguises and
1: they were eating people
2: yeah it was really really good man and mark singer was sort of the lead the lead on that
1: you mean the Beastmaster?
2: Yes, Beastmaster was the lead on that. But this guy that played Tex Conway is, uh, I can't remember what his name is, Jonathan Aldridge or Sam Aldridge, but he he had a pretty major role in that. Anyway, whatever.
1: <laughs> anyway, whatever.
2: Uh, deaths, well, anyway, whatever, exactly. Uh, deaths was Chad died – not caring about alienation after he brought it up or something like
0: that not Caring about my own subject and my own topic yeah yeah
2: yeah my death was uh
0: achilles related
2: something about achilles
1: mm. i'm pretty sure i was doa like tch. you were
2: well you <laughs> might have been doa yeah. Uh, for sure what's uh what do we rate this turd ferguson
0: i think that this one's getting the lowest rating i've ever given a movie boom that's not to say I hated it. It's just to say that uh it's not uh, it's not that great. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like I got a good laugh out of it and like the first 10 minutes I was like, "Oh god, I remember this being way better." And then the rest of it, I had a good time. Like I enjoyed just how how terrible it was. It it doesn't get to be so bad it's good like it was definitely so bad it's bad but i, I definitely had a good time I, I i was cracking up at the ridiculousness and i think benny comparing it to a mystery science theater movie is great cuz that's exactly the caliber of film mhm yes i wanted this to be better than uh, star wars rise of Pal- palpatine but there's no way it's uh, it's at the it's currently at the bottom of the algorithm of the 1.9 i uh yeah. ouch wow I think like a, if you get less than a one on my algorithm, it's like I actively hate it and I'm like actively trying to bring about the downfall of anyone involved with it. Like that's like <laughs> just like tens or legendaries, like something below a one is just it's pretty legendary on the other end of the spectrum. So sure. It's sure. not a bad movie, but it's definitely not a good movie. <laughs> it's not even a borderline movie it's a bad fucking movie but it's it's pretty funny man i enjoyed it enough to watch it that one time and uh i'll probably revisit it again with like with my kid when when he's you know 15 or something
2: yeah i i just like that somebody suggested that we did this i really enjoyed doing a listener request that was a film that really only chad kind of vaguely remembered from his childhood so that part of it was fun for me too
0: to be fair to Venn 23, I definitely got the vibe he was saying, like, it's worth being eviscerated and had similar kind of, like, childhood fondness, you know, to it. But I don't think anyone <laughs> would claim that it's a good movie now. It was more of just a, a fun movie to beat the hell out of. And
1: beat the hell out of it, we did.
2: <laughs>
0: you guys, what do you think?
2: Two. And I feel like I'm being generous.
1: Two out of five or ten?
2: two two out of a Two, just two <laughs> two out of ten man i mean it has a couple of concepts that are kind of cool i'll give it that so i'll bump it to a two but yeah this is just bloody awful man and i you know see like you know capable actors like Anne marie johnson and gary graham in this movie and he's like what in the world happened even aldridge the guy that played tex like and Matsum and sato like you're like what in the world happened here did everybody need a paycheck or what
1: yeah uh <laughs> I, I love too. <laughs> i think i think i'm gonna go with 1.5
0: chainsaw dicks
1: yeah i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna fire up the What whatever you want it to be, I'm not even going to fire up the improbability drive for this one. It's just
2: (laughs) not cool enough to fire the uh, improbability drive. That is a
0: major, major turning point on the show. (laughs) It's 1.5 chainsaw dicks, man. Come on.
1: Yeah, sure. That's what you said. Or you know, or rat rat tail ponytail fop hairdos, or you know, (laughs) blood flavored drinks, or you know, mint juleps, or
2: no, I would go with I would go with uh, one point five sleeveless sateen one piece jumpsuits. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you just sounded like jelts when you did that then. Mm. That was great. All right, everybody.
1: That's one hour for lunch. <laughs> I think I'll have two today.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Algorithm, what are we doing next week?
0: Uh, we're gonna cleanse our palate with a Carl Urban Spectacular of Dread. Ooh, one of our favorites here on the show. So stay tuned for that next week, folks.
2: And beyond that, thank you for joining us on this quest. And that's all I'm going to say. Catch you on another time. See ya. Bye-bye. And that is going to wrap up this week's episode, folks. If you'd like to support the show, there's a number of great ways you can do that. You can rate us, review us on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, Wherever you get your podcast, muffin tops. You can also tell someone to check out the show, as word of mouth is the best way to spread the word. You can ask us questions via our email, contact at ebd.fm. Also on Twitter, ask ebd, that hashtag. You can find me at Mulverine on Twitter, Ben is at Jarhego on Twitter, and Chad is at chat Normal on Twitter. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning into the show. You can find the show notes for this episode in your podcast app, O Choice, or at our website, ebd.fm forward slash episodes forward slash 60. Thanks so much for tuning in for this uh, epic episode, folks. And we'll see you next time.
1: Sargon. Sargon. B-d-b-d-b-d. Stop into it.